Wow. And we are recording. Okay, I don't have an intro yet, but I do have these four generic sounds on this audio interface pod track thing that uh, comes with the sound pad. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. If it isn't you, the listener, tuning into the very first episode of Porch Club Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and you are very welcome here. We are all friends here. I'm so glad that you made it today. And actually, if you're listening to this, the very first episode, you probably are one of my very supportive friends. And I thank you very much for being here and being as loving and supportive as you are. As I awkwardly talk myself in circles for 30 minutes, because today's guest is myself. I don't have a guest joining me for this very first episode. I figured I would test out all this equipment that I have and I would just introduce the show and introduce myself as the host. I am planning on releasing this first episode on Halloween, so maybe talk about something spoopy. I don't know. There are endless opportunities. Also, who let me start a podcast? (laughs) Who thought this would be a good idea. Oh boy, bear with me, please, as I awkwardly, slowly, gradually become comfortable with talking to myself on a microphone. I'm hoping this will be so much easier when I have guests, and I'm sure it will because literally all I do these days since I've been home is get together with friends and have in-depth conversations now on my porch, which will lead me into what I first wanted to do, which is introduce a show and how this all came to be. On September 1st, I signed a lease for a beautiful new apartment in downtown Buffalo, and this apartment has the most beautiful porch that came with patio furniture. So my dream, my literal dream. And so with this porch birthed Porch Club, which is literally just me and my friends hanging out on my porch having conversations, but... I like to make small things really big things, so I turned it into a quote-unquote club, but everyone is welcome. Like, it's not an exclusive club by any means. It's just anyone who sits on my porch is part of the club. And I made a sign, so anytime someone does join the club or sit on my porch for the very first time, I take a picture of them holding the sign. So you can actually see every person who's been on my porch on my Instagram because I made it a a highlight, (laughs) a saved highlight on my profile. So my personal Instagram, just to shamelessly plug myself right off the bat, is at who's that girl with three L's. And that came to be because I made new girl my entire personality when the show came out prior to me making my porch my entire personality. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Zoe Deschanel is an American treasure. Actually, it's a she's a global treasure. Let's be real. And just to start off my first tangent, if you have not seen the entire show, this is a spoiler alert to the ending. So just skip 10 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But in the end, Jessica Day marries Nick Miller. And my last name's Miller. So therefore, I am Jessica Miller from New Girl. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, so that's me. That's my Instagram. And the whole point of me plugging myself was I have all of my Porch Club members as a highlight on my profile. So if you want to see all of my shining, beautiful, friendly faces that I treasure in my life, there they are. So Porch Club then became this Porch Club podcast, PCP, not the drug. 
as I recall, I had a stressful day at work and I put on my Instagram story as one does who uses social media like a diary. Quote, is it too much to ask for to just get paid to sit on my porch and talk to my friends? End quote. Like 20 people, which isn't a lot of people, but to me, that's a lot of people. 20 people responded to that story and they said, bro, start a podcast, Porch Club Podcast. And (laughs) without going too far into the mundane details, here we are today recording the very first episode. Again, thank you for being here. I'm probably going to thank you so many times throughout this episode because I'm just grateful to have people in my life who are willing to listen to me talk and ramble on. Which takes me to my disclaimers. Disclaimer number one. I'm not a very eloquent speaker. I I don't consider myself... I love to talk and I love to have long, in-depth, meaningful conversations. That being said, I don't really consider myself a good talker. I was in speech therapy when I was young. I have trouble with some R word pronunciations, R word, and like not the slur, R, R, just any word that begins with R, sometimes ending R in R's. So you'll probably pick up on that. I also took one public speaking class the second time I was in college uh, in 2016. And I just blacked out consistently anytime I had to stand up in front of the class. I finished that semester with a B in public speaking, but I think it was a pity B. That being said, I can't remember, so I couldn't tell you. So yeah, not very eloquent, which is infuriating because I kissed the Blarney Stone in 2017. And if you're not familiar, the Blarney Stone is one of these tourist attractions in Ireland. And it's at a castle. You kiss the stone and it supposedly gives you the gift of eloquence. I'm so sorry, guys. My phone is making notifications in the background. So disregard. Um... Yeah, kissing the Blarney Stone is supposed to gift you with eloquence. I'm not an eloquent speaker, so that's bullshit. If you go to Ireland, just skip the Blarney Stone. I have heard that locals pee on the stone because they know tourists come and kiss it. And honestly, like thousands of mouths kiss it every day. I'm sure they're not cleaning it in between. I don't know. I just... It depends if you're a germaphobe or even slightly cautious regarding germs. That We'll leave that up to you. <laughs> but I digress, which is disclaimer number two. I digress so much. I'm really good at following rabbit trails. Or is it fall down rabbit holes? I don't know. I just derail. I go off on these crazy trains. So please bear with me. I'm so sorry if I don't finish thoughts. It's just who I am. It's going to happen. Disclaimer number three, and this is the most important disclaimer. My goal is to have a lot of different perspectives and walks of life and me myself and my own life experiences. I very much believe that many truths can coexist. So when I start to talk about the more sensitive topics like my own experience with religion, for example, my background in religion, I just want you to know that I really respect and I value your own experiences and your own beliefs. And I would never, I wouldn't dare to say that your beliefs are wrong because they conflict with my beliefs. I just honor and love and cherish you as a person, you the listener, and even if I don't know you. I think that humanity is a complex and multi-layered experience and we can all just coexist with our own truths and that's it. We can all be friends. We are all friends here. And that being said, 
if I do say anything that is culturally insensitive or has any kind of oppressive or hateful language associated with it, I want you to know my intent is to never say anything that's harmful to someone or offensive or even politically incorrect. I try to stay up to date and educated and aware on all of these sensitivities, but you don't know what you don't know. So if I do cross a line, just feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find the podcast at Porch Club Podcast on Instagram, or you can email me at porchclubpod at gmail.com. I'm happy to receive any of your, your well-intended call-outs. Call me out. That's fine. Moving on from my disclaimers, with all that being said, now I guess I'll introduce myself, which feels really weird. Just talk to myself about myself for an undisclosed amount of time. Well, most of you probably know me, like I said, because if you're listening to this episode, you're probably my friend. And I'm just going to talk about myself anyway, on the off chance that there is someone listening who has no idea who I am. So I'm Jess, I'm 27 years old, and I just turned 27 on October 11th, which means that I am a Libra. For those of you who subscribe to the Zodiac or slash are into astrology, my sun sign is a Libra, my moon sign is also a Libra, and my rising sign slash ascendant is Cancer. So there's a good chance <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about. And so for those of you who aren't well-versed in astrology, what that means is that I live a very romanticized life. My head is in the clouds often. I'm not super grounded all the time, but that being said, I do prioritize balance and justice. My cancer rising just makes me a freaking emotional person. I have big emotions and I live in my emotions all the time. So for better or for worse, and oftentimes it's actually no. Most of the time it's for better. Sometimes it's a little out of control. Like lately, I haven't been able to get in my car and drive distances longer than 15 minutes without tearing up about something. But it's usually coming from a good place. Like I'll just follow a thought and land in a place of immense gratitude. Or I'll just listen to a song that's just so beautiful and it'll be associated with a memory and then I start crying. Car rides in general are just, when it's by myself driving, long car rides are so therapeutic. It's like meditation for me. It's this forced stillness where I have time to cycle through thoughts that maybe I haven't had time for. And also just like, depending on the time of day, driving in the very early morning or at dusk, where it's like that last strip of orange and then the rest of the sky is dark blue. It gives me goosebumps every time. And then I'll play a very curated playlist because <laughs> I have very curated playlists on Spotify, depending on what my mood is or oftentimes what time of day it is or what the weather is like. I have a rainy day playlist. I have a driving with the moon playlist. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh my God. And don't even get me started on driving with the windows down. Something about that is just so magical to me. It's one of my favorite feelings in the world. But I digress. <laughs> Disclaimer number two. Yep. So just 27, Libra. I was born and raised on a farm in a small town north of Buffalo. I was born to a large family. There's six kids all together. I have been in and out of college for the last 11 years, more out than in. 
I have no degree to show for it, but I am going back to school finally after a six year hiatus in January to finish up my undergrad in anthropology, which I'm really, really excited about. And I have no doubt cultural anthropology is going to influence this podcast a lot, especially once I'm studying it again. But I'm just very passionate about people, which is why I'm here doing this. I'm very passionate about exploring other cultural standards and norms, religion and spirituality, rites and rituals. And it's just so the world is just such an incredibly beautiful and complex place. And humanity is an incredibly rich and beautiful and complex thing. What is humanity? Is it a thing? <laughs> so yeah, that's me, ex-student and soon-to-be student again on the professional side of the house. I am a part-time photographer. I do portraits and weddings. I specialize in telling love stories because that's my favorite thing. I love love. And I'm also a full-time project manager. I work from home. The company is a small startup company that's based in Los Angeles. And I also used to live in Los Angeles, uh, which feels like a completely different lifetime ago. But from 2020 to 2022, I was an LA girl. And boy, was that quite the chapter. Full of losing my entire identity to a very toxic relationship. And I came back home May 2022. And the last year and a half has been so incredibly beautiful and healing. Finding myself again, but also coming into this new, stronger, more loving and confident version of myself. I got like three tattoos to signify this period of my life. I got a lotus with the words, no mud, no lotus. And then I got a phoenix. And then I also got a snake tattoo, which signifies the shedding of old skin. So very much the rebirth theme. Oh, and I also got a match with a flame that represents me getting my light back. So we'll, I don't know, we'll go into that era of my life, I'm sure, in depth in many coming episodes. Because I have a lot of friends that have similar stories or can relate and I want to bring them on. And that's, you know, we'll just talk about our experiences together. Apart from all of that, I travel a lot, you know, that goes hand in hand with exploring the many different cultures of the world and anthropology and being in love with humanity. So I travel a lot. I'm going to my 45th country next month. I'm going to Iceland. And I've been to 49 states. So Alaska is that last little guy that I have to get if you want to go to Alaska. Let me know. I'm trying to hit all 50 by the time I'm 30. So 50 states, 50 countries. That's my goal. I have three years to do five more countries and one more state. So I'm feeling good about it. I feel like I'll be able to achieve that. And if I don't, I'll just, that's fine. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm reaching this era. The closer to 30 I get, the more I truly just don't give a fuck about most things. But in, in the best way, like it's, we put so much pressure and weight in these expectations. And honestly, life throws so many curveballs. And how often are we really, truly meeting these expectations that we set that are usually defined by culture and the media? And that is rooted in this profitable feeling of lack. So, you know, why even set expectations? <laughs> For most things, you know, it's good to have boundaries. It's good to have standards, but expectations, I don't know. I don't know. I let go of all that shit. 
in most circumstances. Again, there are some where it's good, but I digress. I truly digress. How did we, how did we get here? Oh my goodness. What the frick was I talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, traveling. Yes, yes. <laughs> See? Disclaimer too. Traveling, traveling, traveling. Yeah. Love to travel. And I'm also really passionate about volunteerism or traveling through volunteering. This is definitely going to be an episode in itself because there's a really ethical way of doing it. And there's also an unethical way of doing it. And I'm happy to get into that more, but volunteering is my favorite way to travel because it minimizes your footprint as a tourist, your negative footprint, I should say. You're helping a community. You're giving back to the places that are hosting you. You're also being really immersed into that culture. In my experience, I've I've volunteered in three different countries now. I first volunteered in Cambodia, where I taught English and worked in community development. And then I volunteered in Thailand right after, and that was in elephant conservation. And then most recently, I volunteered in Costa Rica last November at a sloth and wildlife rehabilitation center slash sanctuary. It's so incredible. You learn skills while you're doing these short-term commitments. And this is great for people like me who love to try new things and want to get the most out of this human experience without having to commit your whole professional career to doing something. So when I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals, but being a veterinarian uh, or like working for a zoo, like all these different professions or careers didn't really call to me. So being able to do a short-term commitment, a short-term project, like going to a rehabilitation center and you're learning things about the animals while hands-on helping in an ethical way, they definitely take your experience into account. So I'm not going to go operate on a sloth when I have no experience with veterinary skills or school. But, you know, I'll go and do meal prep for the animals and do animal enrichment, clean the enclosures. But all the while I'm learning about these animals and learning how to care for them and learning really important conservation tips and knowledge and why it's so important to, for example, go to Costa Rica and not fall into these tourist traps where you're taking selfies with the animals. You know, there's guys that have a sloth and they'll advertise you holding the sloth or taking a selfie with it. And it's so unethical and actually illegal in Costa Rica because these people will steal the animals from the wild and they'll keep them to profit off of them. And it dramatically decreases their life expectancy. It puts so much stress on the animal. And oftentimes these people have no idea how to care for them. They're not getting the proper nutrients that they need. So yeah, volunteerism, so many good ways to do it. So many bad ways to do it. And we're going to get into that in another episode. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that any further, but those, that's, that's the overall broad scope just of who I am as a person. I feel like in my life, I historically chased really big things Um, I up till very recently felt like I had to do something really big with my life and stand out, (laughs) be different, go against the the grain or a wave. I don't know. I wanted to be as unconventional as possible. And that 
largely resulted in my travels. You know, I wanted to collect life experience to stand out and be interesting. All these things that I still enjoy, but I think my why has changed so much. Um, I've always loved traveling and trying these new things. But now when I reflect on the last decade of my life, which has been jam-packed with craziness, and when I boil it all down, the most meaningful part of the last decade and the thing that brings me the most joy, no matter where in the world I am or what I'm doing, is the human connection, is just meeting people and hearing their stories and sharing my story and being able to relate to another human being and just share that space with someone. It just fills my heart to its little brim. And that is why I am entering my porch lady era. (laughs) I'm prioritizing peace. I'm prioritizing things that fill my cup, which for the most part is just sharing moments with people and meeting new people. And so welcome (laughs) to the porch club, to the porch club podcast, where we are all friends. That about sums it up. That's who I am. That's where I'm at in life. It's why I wanted to start this podcast. I have no idea where this is going to go. Like I said earlier, I try to attach as little expectation to things as possible now. So if this fizzles out, that's okay. If I have three weekly listeners, also okay. I'll probably just keep doing this as long as it brings me joy. And as soon as it feels like something that's costing me my peace and my happiness, I will let it go as I'm learning to do with all things, except my project management job. Unfortunately, that's what pays the bills. (laughs) So if anyone just wants to sponsor this podcast and cover the salary that I'm being paid at this project management job, so I don't have to work it anymore, just let me know. You know, just send me an email at uh, porchclubpod at gmail.com. That that would be super great. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. My house is haunted. My parents' house. It was built in 1862, around that time. And it, it was this creepy old farmhouse. It doesn't look creepy anymore. My parents renovated it. And we had this really old, decrepit barn in the backyard that looked like it was falling apart for years, for most of my life. And they finally took it down because it was a hazard. (laughs) They took it down, I want to say like eight years ago, maybe. And we have two new barns that don't look scary. And my house has since we've gotten an addition and the siding looks completely different now. So it doesn't look haunted anymore, but it literally looked like something out of the conjuring for half of my life. It's literally haunted, but things only happen once every few years. So it's like just enough time in between for you to forget that it's haunted. And I haven't really been living there in most of my recent adult life. I lived on the farm from May 2022 until this September. So a little over a year, but I was staying in a trailer on the property, but not in the house. But the most recent thing that happened uh, when I was living there was around 2016, 2017, I was working full time and I would get up for work every day around 5.30. But one morning I woke up at 4.30 because I heard this consistent banging noise. And for a second, it sounded like someone was breaking into the house and the dogs were going crazy. We have like nine Jack Russell Terriers. So I called my dad because my parents' bedroom is upstairs. Everyone's bedroom is actually upstairs. And I was the only one at the time who slept downstairs. So I'm the first line of defense. (laughs) And I did not want to be the first line of defense. So I called my dad and he picked up all sleepy and groggly. And he said, what do you want? 
I'm like, dad, just listen. And we pause. He hears the sound and his demeanor shifts very, very quickly. And he says, okay, stay in your room. I'm going to go check that out. So I hear these footsteps just like run across the upstairs. And it was like this creepy little pitter patter sprint that sounded like a child running across. I'm like, that's super weird if that's my dad. And then I hear my dad's heavy footsteps come down the stairs, like move around upstairs. So that was the first thing that was like, that was freaking creepy because none of my younger siblings are children anymore. Like my youngest sibling is 18. So there's no one in the house that would have made those footsteps. So I don't know. We'll chalk that up to my overactive, scared imagination. Okay. So my dad comes downstairs. He clears the house. He clears each room. And then he comes to grab me. He opens the door. And he says, okay, no one's in the house, but I'm going to go outside to the barn because the light's on. And I definitely turned that off last night. And so I said, okay, I will watch from the house to make sure nothing happens. So he grabs a lantern and heads out to the backyard. I'm standing in the kitchen because I can see through the window and watch him disappear. He has his little lantern in the completely out of a horror movie. I watch him and his lantern disappear into the barn. And then I start to dial into my surroundings. I look around me. As I'm standing in the kitchen and at least half of the cupboards are wide open, like (laughs) literally out of a horror movie, the cupboards are open. And then I think to myself, this is the sound that I was hearing. So I just close a cupboard, like I kind of slam it. And that bang was a hundred percent what I was hearing. And, but then the cupboard freaking opens back up. Like I slammed it maybe hard enough for it to do a little like, you know, when you slam something hard and it might open back up a little bit, but I definitely didn't slam it hard enough to, for it to swing back all the way open. It's just not how those cupboards work. So that was really freaking creepy. Like it felt like something immediately opened the cupboard and my dad comes in. He's like, no one's in the barn. I don't know what that sound was. I'm like, dad, I think it was the cupboards. I'm pretty sure they were slamming shut and all of these were like, look at them. They're all open. So yeah, I don't know. That was that. I was spooked for a little bit and things like that, not quite to that magnitude, but things like that have happened throughout my life. Starting from when I was a toddler, I used to run into my parents' house parents house (laughs) yeah I lived in the house next door I was two years old and really independent now I would run into my parents room and wake my mom up I used to tell her that there is a guy standing at the foot of my bed or I don't know there was some kind of figure in my room and I don't have recollection of this this was something that my mom shared with me but yeah there was someone in my room Like almost every night, I'm pretty sure. I have to, I'm going to bring that up with my mom next time I see her. Google Becky, because it's been a while since I've heard that story. And I, I don't know if I have all the facts straight, but just creepy things throughout my childhood, like catching figures and movements out of the corner of my eye or the shower curtain opening a little bit while I'm brushing my teeth and I'm catching it in the mirror. Closet lights turning on at the same time, like 3.33 every night for a week straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never straight up just like seen a ghost, but I have experienced very inexplicable things. And that cupboard thing that happened to me, by the way, happened again. My little sister said the same thing happened two years later when I was no longer living in my house. So yeah, spooky. Ooh, happy Halloween. (laughs) I'm not going to have too many constants in this podcast, guys, but the one constant I'm going to have is how I end this podcast. And that is going to be with one simple joy. So you're just going to be a guest saying it, but since I am my guest tonight, tonight, my simple joy is chocolate almond milk because I end the day with a glass of chocolate almond milk almost every night. 
in a champagne glass because I don't have normal cups and I almost want to refuse to get them. I love just drinking normal beverages out of champagne glasses. I'm not really a drinker. I don't keep alcohol in the house. I am self-diagnosed allergic to liquor and, uh, well, actually all alcohol. My body has a terrible reaction to. It really rejects it. Just kind of shuts down and I'll vomit for 12 hours after like two drinks. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So chocolate almond milk is how I get freaking crazy and or take the edge off after a long day. So that's my, my long-winded simple joy. Chocolate almond milk, specifically out of champagne glasses. And with that... I will leave you to it. Thank you for lending me your ears and um, taking out time to put on this podcast and listen to me ramble. Um, It's not going to be like this every week. Ideally, I'm going to have a guest on every time. There probably will be filler episodes where I can't secure a guest for the week and I'm running out of, you know, content in my backlog. So we'll call those filler episodes and it will be me just rambling into a microphone for 30 minutes like I did today. I'll just share some stories and life experiences. I'll tell you why I have two belly buttons, (laughs) which is a real thing. Hopefully it'll just be a conversation between friends 90% of the time. I hope you have a great Halloween, a great Tuesday, a great last day of the best month. Unbiasedly, even though it's my birth month, it is the best month. Tune in next week. I'll be having my friend Jenny on as my very first guest for PCP. And then from there, I will be airing a new episode every Tuesday on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And I don't know if there's any other really mainstream platforms. So if there are, give me a shout out and I can add those as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are the best. Until then, until next week, PCP out.